Transforming Relationships Under Standards of Trust, Part 2. Affirming Trust in Your Connection. If you have your copy of the book, I'm on page 19. So a deficiency or a lack of trust or a weakened mode of trust can cause horrific issues for individuals within the relationship. If not, you know, the relationship as a whole. So being 100% honest with yourself and your partner holds the utmost importance. That's the strength of it. You have to be honest with yourself and with the other person. Um, I like the fact that, ouch, (laughs) I like the fact that we have intuition because intuition combined with deep sight. Some people are, are literally able to see within you, to see the heart of you. And so when there are questions that are being asked and, you know, concerns, you know, it, this helps, this actually helps your connection to be stronger. This isn't something that weakens your connection. This is, this helps to be stronger, to utilize this insight, to utilize this intuition. So it's very important to be honest with yourself and with your partner or you know or you know if it's a romantic partner within your relationship so to take it a step further during those times of prayer and meditation you have to observe or see your connection as a healthy connection whatever the health of it looks like for you you have to see these things you have to pray on this you have to meditate on this so just only saying that i'm in a healthy relationship you know or by saying I'm in a healthy relationship and by working on that connection is what's going to um, like bond you together. I don't want to say permanently, but it brings you closer. It brings you in to where you know you have a teammate. You have someone to work with. It's like I stated before in a lesson, you know, God is within us so god works with us we don't work for god or outside of god we work with god god is integrated into our beings so he's shared through all of us so um make this something healthy for you and for everybody else that's involved because even with the couple there are other people who are connected to you whether that be children or whether they be extended family friends businesses whatever it is So maintaining a sense of being valued as a partnership and working in alignment to continue in affirmations of trust together. I feel like with affirming this, this has to be a, um, I said this in the last, in part one, one mind, one sound, or one mind, one body, one sound, you know, like the movie, one band, one sound, because I think I'm mixing it all together. But you have to work in alignment. You have to move simultaneously you have to think on the same level and when that's not done there's a weakness there that either you can build up or you can allow because it's going to stretch and pull apart this is not like the rubber band that stretches and comes back together now it could be but it depends on like i said how well you are working within yourself and with your partner
So placing an annotation on affirming your partner's position with an audience will greatly add value to the connection you share. You have to make sure to let other people know, this is my partner. However you want to do that, however you would like to dress it up, but you have to affirm that position. This is my partner. This is who I work this out with. This is, you know, who... Um, makes the decisions for that it like that position has to be affirmed to the public um because it adds more value it, it like i said if there's a weakened area why not build that area up i read a message that said you know in life we have a choice we can either walk away or we can try harder and I took that and thought about it for myself and I was like you know well God sometimes that is the choice but then other times we get to a point where we have no other option and whatever happens happens you have to walk away or you know because it's like the the trying harder gets anywhere and a lot of the times people think trying harder is just me doing the same thing more intently and trying harder is doing every exhausting every possible avenue that you can to do what you needs to be done so it's not saying okay well i'm using this hammer and i'm just gonna use it harder and harder and harder and so you know what i can't use it no harder and i'm just leave it alone no you have if you if you don't have a um any other tools then try those other tools that you have but um, I, in that message, it, it did say that we have a choice. We can walk away or try harder. But you have to use discernment even in that. Um, I really am starting to hear more and more and understand more and more about using discernment. Now, to talk about discernment would have been in part one. Part one is when you decide who you're with, who you're sharing yourself with, who who you're placing trust in, what what type of connection you have. So that would that using discernment is a part of part one. Right now you've done that work and you're here and now you're affirming this position. You're affirming your position, you're affirming your partner's position, and you're affirming this connection. So telling your partner that you make them proud, telling them you they really appreciate them in your life, you know, sharing their life with you, being cautious, don't embarrass your partner. Um but tell your partner how amazing they are. Tell others how amazing your partner is. You know, and this will immensely increase this connective charge because it is a charge. It gets weakened sometimes over time. And you have to recharge, reconnect. And, you know, in, in so many ways, there's not just one way that you can do this. There are so many ways. These are just suggestions. But you have to be creative within your own connection and know this is what we need to energize this area for us. This is what we need to recharge. This is what we need to actually connect. Some relationships, some partners aren't even really connected. This this is what you have to do. So say what you mean and mean what you say. I love this in so many ways. Because it's like, don't tell me one thing and do to do something else. Because the situation calls for you to not, you know, keep me up to date. Um, when we start out, 
personally i like to say this is what we're going to do in these times and then let's do it like let's say what we mean and mean what we say so if it changes that's a bother for me if it slips your mind constantly that's a bother for me because it's not it's like you're not taking the initiative to move forward and to keep our word that we have together so follow through on promises that you make to your partner you have to do this And I think the practice starts with following through on promises you make to yourself. So you have to nurture this consistency. You have to listen considerately. You have to be present and available with your partner, willing to ask the questions so that you can better understand that partner or that situation with your partner. Um, And then allowing them to respond, you know. But when... I feel like this when it comes to listening there's a listening to understand and there's a listening just to respond and I've I've had so many situations in this and I know a lot of people they just want to get their word out they just want to get what they have to say out they want to read minds and they want to tell you what you're saying but just the practice of sitting and not saying anything, the, just to practice that will get you in the area of allowing your partner to fully express themselves, to appropriately express themselves, to express themselves in a healthy way so that they know my tone matters, my actions and my responses and my facial expressions, all of these things matter because I want to come to you in a loving manner or in a firm manner. And firm does not necessarily mean loud or boisterous or um, I don't want to say boisterous, that's not a little happy, but just loud and demeaning and dictator, like a dictator, you know. So doing this, practicing this is going to be very helpful. You have to know and continually increase the value of your relationship with your partner. Because if you don't, it the, the value goes down. You're, you're not increasing in value. You're, you, you have, a, now it's, you're demoting their demerits. There's a devalue of what you are to share with this individual. So a well-developed skill of communication rests on the success or or the separation of a connection communication is a big deal i i don't know how else to say this but it's not what's communicated alone it's how things are communicated what is being communicated when you are communicating you know, and why are you communicating? Like, what is your why? What is your why to what you are communicating to your partner? Are you sending your partner foolishness? Are you just sharing foolishness? Or are you sharing something that can increase the health, increase the charge of your connection? All of these things are important, very important. Um, the words that are shared between you and your partner can be either verbal, written, text even now you know text emailed Um, but the important thing is that the message is clear you have to send a clear message a well-respected message a very um i said well-respected but it's the same thing as respectful but a very you know uncluttered message (laughs) and be honest be honest when you relay this message to this person 
You know, this is your person. This is the person that you decided, hey, I want to do these things with you. And I know we may have some bumps or some boulders, but I'm here to work this out with you. I'm here to face it with you. No matter what, we're going to face it together. And and these outside obstacles will not get in the way because we won't let them we won't allow them to get in the way so if you have any issues let's talk about it let's sort it out if i have any issues we want to talk about it we're going to sort it out and we're going to come to common ground because this is the foundation that we're building on you have to build on the same foundation you can't be building over there and they building over here and it's like you're yelling across and trying to get the messages together and tell each other how to build in a separate space when you need to come together and build in this one space this space is your space together now i understand why okay when i was young i mean young young like not even boyfriend young you know having a boyfriend i would ask my mom because i don't know i guess i just had a problem with sharing space but I was always taught, you know, you want to get married, you want to have children. So I would ask my mom, hey, you know, um, can people get married and still live in separate houses? And when I first asked her, she was looking at me like, what is, what? And I was so serious. And I asked her this well into teenage years. So it was only, I kid you not, it was only recently, like a few years ago, that literally last year, but we ain't going to tell nobody else. But it was last year when I decided, you know, I can't live separate from this man. Like, this is the only man that I I looked at and was like, I don't think I could live in a separate house with you. Because even before that, the person that I was dealing with, he was amazing. He was nice. Um, I can't say amazing. Let me take amazing off of that. I, I don't like to shade nobody, but he was not amazing. But he was good. He was good. But anyways, when we talked about, you know, cohabitating, I was kind of like, uh, if we can't have separate houses, let's get separate rooms. And he was like, what? And he, I think he kind of was shocked me at first, but he played along and was like, yeah, I'm going to eat my own room. You know what I'm saying? But I was so serious. But when I came into the connection that I'm currently in, like from the start, I was like, oh, I don't think I could you know, live separately, like, or sleep separately, like, I didn't like that, so, what I'm saying to go with what I've written in this book is, that separation, just that bit of separation can weaken your connection, but I didn't understand that years prior, I did not understand how, because I felt like, you know, we love each other and we respect each other we can live separately i need my space he needs his space i don't want to be you know what i'm saying but it's not that way it is not that way it will tremendously weaken i mean faster than you can i mean you can keep it you can keep the face of it but that actual charge will not be as you will intend it for it to be um So, yeah, you have to stay true to your actual feelings um, that you reflect on that person that you love so dearly. Um, So in the book, I shared some phrases that you can actually make your own by adding your own personal feelings um, to affirm your connection, you know, and to affirm your partner and to affirm the trust that you have with them. Part one was actually, you know, recognizing that trust and determining 
what area you were in with the trust. So now these are just some practices that I'm sharing. And like I said, I have 33 in the book. I'm not going to read all 33. I'll read like five of them out. But these are some things that you take and you utilize and you share with your partner. Like I said, you can text your partner. You can email your partner. You can speak to your partner. I have actually written note cards. And I would just leave note cards around every once in a while. Or put a note card in the pocket. Or, you know, however you want to do it. But relay this message. Work on that connection. Strengthen that connection. And I'm talking to myself too. Because I'm in an area or space where you know things have gone not even gray it hasn't even gone dark it's just it's 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 like a it's it's like an actual vapor and that's sad because we know with a vapor that you know that's kind of signifying death and so um the only thing that can bring death back or could give life to dry bones is is the power of God. But I don't know what is being done there. But I do know that anything I talk about, anything I say that, you know, I suggest to practice, I've done so myself. And so this is where this program came from. is from things that I've done and, and messages that I've received and advice that I was given and, you know, information that I have actually studied. So to work on me is to work on my relationship. And that's my advice to you. To work on you is to work on your relationship. Well, you, there's nothing that you should do, be doing in your relationship that you have not first done with yourself. Take that however you want it. If you're not clear, clearly communicating with yourself, if you're not being totally honest with yourself, if you don't admire you, how well do you expect to share all of this to someone else and that goes beyond just your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend it goes on to your children that goes on to co-workers that goes on to so many other people and so many different types of connections you have to first do this you have to affirm decide what what level of trust you have with yourself you have to affirm trust within yourself you have to Total trust will always begin with what you see. When you wake up first thing in the morning, after you sit in your bed or get on your knees and pray, when you walk into the bathroom or if you walk wherever you have a mirror, you see you. Total trust will always begin with what you see. You're the first thing that you see. You're the first idea that you have. So change your thoughts and you can change your world. That's a quote by Norman Vincent Peale. So some of those phrases that I want to share with you. Like I said, you take these phrases and you make them your own. You add whatever you need to add to it. You know, like phrase number 10, you make me feel safe. Then you can add whatever else you want onto that or before that. You can say, my dear, my honey, you make me feel safe in a world that is so cold. However you want to put it. Number five, you are an amazing partner. Number three, witnessing you achieve your goals is sexy. 
You don't have to use sexy. You can use whatever you want to use. These are just some suggestions. Number 17, my aim is to help you feel safe and secure with me. This right here is so important because just like with this trust program, I my mind frame is, hey, if I'm hurting within this relationship, within this connection, and you're a part of the cause of why I'm hurting, there is a responsibility or obligation for you to help me through this. So this is why I like number 17. My aim is to help you feel safe and secure with me. I hurt you. So I need to be here to help you get through that hurt, no matter how long it takes, no matter how hard it is, because that's my dedication. That's what I decided to do. So I'm here and I'm going to help you feel secure with me. I'm going to help you feel safe with me because I hurt you. Now, if you came in with some hurt, I can soothe you, but there's really nothing I can do other than to talk to you and to tell you I got you now. I have you right now. I won't hurt you like that. But it's like, do my personal thoughts is, y'all, personal angel and um, self-embraced academy angel, two different people slightly. <laughs> but my personal self, you know, is like, why, why in, in the first place? Why would you put yourself in that position in the first place? And I understand that people make mistakes. I understand that some people don't really know what they want. I understand people getting confused. But own up to it own up to it and when you own up to it let's not let that happen again like why continually go through an issue that you say is minute that you say does not matter that you say is obsolete if it's obsolete let it be obsolete on the outside it should not come into the connection it should not come into you you know disrespecting me in any kind of way it should not come into what is here but self-embrace academy angel is like you know what everybody can make their own choices and they decide what they need to do in the moment and 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 they are the ones that have to manage and sort those things out and deal with what comes and we have to accept and embrace these changes Accept and embrace these choices, these mistakes, or whatever they are. <clears throat> but you have to know for yourself the affirmation of who you are, where you are, and what you are sharing. I'm going to share a couple of more. Oh, number 19, I love learning more about you. I like learning as it is. But I do feel that you are on a continuous journey of learning another person. Um, I, the... My current relationship, I've known this person forever. I can't even give you a time stamp. I've known this person forever. But when I tell you actually coming into a marriage with this person is completely different from who I've known. There's so many new things. Even on last night, I learned something new about this person. You know what I'm saying? That I did not know before, had never heard before. So it's like... You have to learn, love learning about your person. It doesn't always feel good to learn things about them. It doesn't always look good to learn things about them. Um, even yourself, you gotta. If you don't know yourself, love learning yourself. I always say I'm learning myself. I am who I am. I listened to a sermon by Michael Todd on yesterday, and 
uh, maybe it wasn't Michael Todd. No, it wasn't. It was Torrey Roberts. Excuse me. I was I listened to both of them yesterday, so I'm getting confused. Anyways, he was talking about people asking him what what he is, what's his title, and he went through all these. And he was like, you know what? I don't know who I am. I am who I am, and it, that made so much sense to me because I remember in college we wrote a who I who am I paper, and you know in the Bible. Jesus goes on to say, I am who I am. And I feel like that is so fitting because just like I I call myself wife, mother, teacher, like there's so many things, so many trinkets God has dropped into my, onto my place, onto my crown that I am who I am. I'm not just one thing. I'm not just this. I'm not just that. I am who I am. And I respond and I move according to how I'm prompted. So recently I've been prompted to just to be a little bit more quiet, a little bit more calm, a little bit more still. And I'm asking God, God, how am I this calm? How do I remove myself this quickly? Because I am with you. That's what it is. Because I am with you. Because without God, there's no calm here. I want to jump around. I want to. That's how I know there's God isn't around right now. He back there observing, doing what he need, he's supposed to be doing. Because I haven't made myself available to be in his presence. God isn't somebody who steps in and be like, hey, God is always there. We walk out of his presence. Um, This ain't a sermon, so let me get back to uh, here. But yeah, number 12, you are my best friend. Number 11, I have so much fun when we are together. And number 10, you make me feel safe. It's one thing when you have your partner, you know, you you have to say, you know, I'm going to help you feel safe. I'm going to help you get through this. But then when you get to that point of saying, you make me feel safe, that's the affirmation. That is the affirmation that, hey, we're solid. If we ain't solid, we we close to it. So next week, I am going to be doing part three. Part three is the finale of this this book um and that is on building trust building trust now we about to get into building um yeah so i just want to, to wanted to share this with those who have the book and those who don't have the book get the book do your own work but this is some insight on just going through this program just writing this program and knowing that there is there's you know I I used to say there's no right and no wrong but then I thought about this yesterday when I had my own personal experience and it was like you know what there has to be a right and wrong there has to be an up and down there has to be you know just like there's a black and white there's a red and blue you know what I'm saying there is a right and wrong and I've been wrong and I've accepted being wrong so now it's time for me to make some choices that are right and that's what I'm in the current mode of doing making some right choices so until next time stay happy stay healthy stay healing and come back next Tuesday for part three of trust transforming relationships under standards of trust part three is building trust so until then affirm trust in your connection i'll talk to you next week